7.04 Wednesday night, a beautiful sunny Wednesday night. Yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Employment hour is back for the second time this week, Monday nights as well at 7 o'clock. So your phone calls, your questions about employment, being let go, you've been let go, you've got a severance package in front of you, or you're curious just what would happen and how uh, what you would do in the event that it uh, ended up coming down the pike at your workplace or you're calling for a friend, that's fine as well. you got to... Almost an hour to call through here and talk to Lior. Uh, in the meantime, the, uh, the email, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We always like to get into the show. Uh, Lior, the week that was, some stuff that's been uh, coming across you and the firm as of late. Percolating stuff, John. Percolating is the word. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me start off with a couple situations that I saw this week, and we're here obviously to talk about workplace rights and inform and educate uh, and answer questions. Uh, hopefully, if you're in a situation where you're kind of stressed out, you're anxious, you don't know what's going on, if your boss is treating you properly or improperly, if you have certain rights, well, you know what? We're here till 8 o'clock tonight to answer those questions, bring them on, no bad questions, no silly questions. Uh, I promise to give you all answers. And as I said, to, to start us off, get us uh, revved up, let me tell you about a couple of situations where I think there's uh, is always important lessons to be learned. First situation, John, involved a lady that uh, had worked for a company for several years. I think it was eight or nine years. She's in a sales position. Now, in that sales position, she spent a lot of time on the phone uh, calling clients all over the world. And because she was really on the phone so much, she had a lot of flexibility from her employer in terms of where she's working from. Uh, so she worked. Uh, she, she could decide herself whether she's going to work from home or the office. Some weeks she worked every single day from the office. Other times she'd come in once or twice a week into, uh, uh, into the office. She'd work sometimes every time from home. So it, it would. she had that flexibility, which was perfect for her. It fit in her lifestyle. Things were great. Well, fast forward to just very recently company gets a new HR manager. An HR manager says, well, from now on, we need you to come into the office. You can only work from home twice a week and only on, uh, on specific fixed days. So you can't make your own schedule anymore, and you have to be here three days a week out of every five. Now, this was a, a huge change for her, and this was a change that uh, you know would change her lifestyle. And she called me about it. She wanted to know, what can I do, and does my employer have a right to do this? So here's the thing, John, and here's what I told her. Now, eight years ago, whenever that is, when the employer started giving her that flexibility, they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to allow her to work from home those uh, for all those years. That said, John, once they've done that, once they decided that, that yes, we're going to give her that flexibility, it became a term of an employment. It became an important term of employment, mm-hmm. yep. and now they can't change it. Now they can't say, well, no, wait a second. Now we want to change the deal and only have you work from home twice a week. So that's a huge change. And, and with the word huge change, a huge change, we immediately think of constructive dismissal. So she can absolutely treat that as a constructive dismissal, leave and get her full severance. And that's exactly what she's going to be doing now. And I, I, so I think there's an important lesson here. And that is when your employer gives you something that becomes a term of employment, uh, maybe they give you extra vacation, maybe they give you flexible hours, the ability to work from home. Once they've done that and you've done that for a while, they can't change it. They can't take it back and say, we don't want to be that generous anymore. We're going to claw it back. If they do that, you can treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave and get your full severance. 
That's what happened to her. Uh, and I, I've spoken to many people over the years that found themselves in that same situation. So I hope uh, anyone listening to us right now takes note of that and understands this concept, John, of constructive dismissal. It kind of works the other way as well. If they had uh, implemented those changes, she said, okay, that's fine. And three, four, five months down the road, she goes, ah, I don't like it. I want to go back to the way it was. They don't have to go back, do they? No, they don't have to go back, uh, John, uh, at all. And, and it does go both ways and cut both both ways. Mm-hmm. Neither party can really change the term of employment. Uh, you know, once there's a deal, there's a deal. Now, John, let me tell you about the other situation yeah. that I dealt with uh, over the – actually, I got an email today. It happened today. I got an email from a gentleman, an employer. He owns a retail store and hired uh, a general manager for that store. After about a year and a half, a year and eight months of this employee working there – uh, the business wasn't doing great, and he decided that he, that he has no choice and let this employee go. Right. He paid him two weeks' pay and told him, you know, we're, we're, we really like you, but business is slow, uh, can't afford you. A couple months later, he gets a letter from a lawyer saying, you owe this guy more money. What does he do? He contacts the Ministry of Labor. Ministry of Labor says, oh, you don't have anything to worry about. Two weeks is right. perfectly fine. That's all you need to, to pay him. So he ignores the letter from a lawyer. Fast forward a few weeks after that, now he gets a lawsuit. He gets sued wow. for, for wrongful dismissal. He called them, calls the Ministry of Labor again and says, I just got a lawsuit, Ministry of Labor. They say, ah, don't worry about it. You're fine. Come on. Uh, you gave him two weeks. That's all he's owed. Uh, I, I swear to God, it happened earlier today. Finally, he calls me uh, or emails me, I should say, uh, and, and I shake my head at this even though I shouldn't be surprised. The Ministry of Labor here, as always, gives the wrong advice. Of course, this employee is owed more compensation, probably, I don't know, three, four, five months uh, pay. Uh, and, and the Ministry of Labor, remember, John, can only advise an individual and an employer with respect to minimum entitlements, mm-hmm. not your full termination entitlements. So we've talked all the time about Ministry of Labor giving bad advice to our employees. Well, here's a classic example of the Ministry of Labor giving bad advice to employers. So he's now gotten sued because the Ministry of Labor told him, don't worry about it. Very important lesson. You cannot contact the Ministry of Labor if you lost your job, whether uh, you, you lost your job or if you're letting an employee go, if you're the employer. Bad idea. And beyond that, of course, remember, John, that it's not a week's pay for every year of service. You have significantly greater entitlements based on your age, position, and length of employment. And unfortunately, this employer is going to be learning that the hard way. And they can call you or they can check out the Severance Pay Calculator at severancepaycalculator.com. We'll take our uh, first break here. The phone lines are wide open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Just getting warmed up of the second night of the employment hour during the week right here Wednesdays on Talk Radio, AM 640. 714, yeah, phone lines wide open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have questions about severance, you just got let go. Anything uh, under that umbrella, give us a call. Lior here to answer your questions right up until 8 o'clock tonight on this uh, Wednesday night edition of the Employment Hour. Severance pay calculator, give it to me, love it. Thank you, Johnny. And uh, the best tool, the, the only tool really online that allows you to find out how much severance you're owed if you lost your job, if you're worried about losing your job, or you know maybe you're just uh, curious. Severancepaycalculator.com is the address. You can go there on your phone. You can go there on your browser, severancepaycalculator.com. It takes about 20 or 15 seconds. You input three pieces of information. That's it. Your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and you find out how much severance you're owed. That's it. It tells you whether you're owed a month severance, six-month severance, 12, 24, 18, 
very simple to use, free, anonymous. Really, there's no nothing hidden there. Mm-hmm. It's just for your information. Uh, and uh, a lot of um, employees have used it. Uh, well over 100,000 people have used it. Uh, make it the very first place you go to if you lost your job, severancepaycalculator.com. Today we'll be talking about the rules of thumb that every employee must know. We'll start uh, going through these as your phone calls. We wait for those. The, uh, the law is your friend. The law is your friend. Employment law, John, yeah. is your friend. And I'm again, we're talking about this from the perspective of the employee. We're talking about rules that every employee should know. And when it comes to employees and it comes to employment law, employment law is your friend. Why do I say that? I say that because the law is extremely generous for employees. The law provides some very good and some very extensive protections and rights that are available to all employees. The problem is, of course, John, as as you know and I know, a lot of employees are not aware of these rights. And the law can't help you if you don't know about it. That's why we're doing the show, to inform and educate people about employment law, about their workplace rights. But the law is your friend. There's a lot of laws that protect you. Usually that means that, no, an employer can't do certain things for you, uh, to you. They can't change your job. Uh, they can't reduce your pay. Uh, you can't be harassed. You can't be discriminated against. If you lose your job, you're owed fair severance. You can't be mistreated uh, in any way. You can't be uh, uh, punished because you've, you've asked a question about your rights. There are a lot of employment laws that protect individuals. So if in doubt, make the call. Give me a call. Let's talk about it. Don't be afraid of the law. The law is usually on the employee side, not because I said so. That's just the way, John, our law is structured. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell is the number. Ken, opening call. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you, pal? Uh, What's happening? I'm doing okay. Just a question from you guys there. You're, you're always uh, talking about how the Ministry of Labor uh, doesn't really know what they're doing when it comes to severance packages mm-hmm. and settlements. Right. Uh, what else should we worry about when we're talking to the Ministry of Labor? I mean, if they're incompetent in that basic issue, they must be incompetent in a lot of other things as well. <laughs> kidding. Well, you know, Ken, that's an excellent question, and, and I, I want to I be fair. So the Ministry of Labor, it's not even so much incompetence. It's the fact that they, they feel their job is different than what I feel their job is. So they feel, when you call them about severance, they feel that they're only required to tell you about your minimum entitlements. The fact that you have significantly greater entitlements, they don't tell you, they don't want to know, they don't care, they don't say anything about it. So, in effect, that's misleading. So when they give you advice about your severance, they're not wrong. It's just what they're telling you is a, a quarter, a fifth, a tenth of what you're actually owed. Now, that really only applies to termination and severance. With respect to most other things that don't involve losing your job, the Ministry of Labor does a reasonably good job. So if you have questions about overtime or vacation pay or hours of work or even things about your safety in the workplace, yeah, the Ministry of Labor is not a bad place to contact. It's just really, as long as you avoid them with respect to anything to do with losing your job or other things, you know, if you, you suffer from harassment or discrimination, no. Things to do with numbers, like overtime, hours of work, etc., they're good. Mm-hmm. Other more complex, abstract things like harassment, they can't help you with. You have to get legal advice for that. Uh, it's just not the right place to go to. Thank you for the advice. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate that. Uh, we'll get to David here before we break. Hey, David, good evening. How are you today? Good, sir. What's happening with you? My employer doesn't pay overtime hours, and they claim that um, – it's in a contract that I've signed that they that they refuse to pay the overtime hours. 
regardless as to whether or not I've signed a contract agreeing to it or, or otherwise, it, are they not legally responsible to pay their overtime anyway? Well, David, what kind of job do you do? Uh, well, I do construction, but I'm year-round, okay. and um, I've dealt with them before about the overtime hours and gone to the labor board, and, but I was fired at the time, um, and I've since gone back to the same company, and they're still refusing my overtime hours again. So, so here's the thing, uh, David. Uh, the law always decides when overtime has to be paid. It's not up to them to decide. That said, there's an exemption when it comes to overtime for construction employees. So uh, the law does, essentially says we're not going to get involved when it comes to construction employees. If the employer and the employee have agreed to how and when overtime is going to get paid, hey, no problem, more power to you. But if they haven't, we're not going to make the employer pay overtime. So, you know, if you were working in an office, just as an example, then the employer would have to pay overtime. It doesn't matter what you signed and what you said. They would have to pay you overtime for anything over 44 hours a week. Unfortunately, there's a few exemptions. One of them is for construction employees. And in that situation, there's no requirement to pay overtime over 44 hours a week. Very good. Thank you very much. Thank you, David. I appreciate Thanks, David. that. Uh, we'll take a short break here. The number 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Love talking to you. Bring more of your calls on. And we'll continue with our rules of thumb that every employee must know as we continue with the Employment Hour right here. Talk Radio AM 640. Have our uh, first look this evening at AM640 Chopper Traffic at 721. Here's Ari. All right, 725-416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Love your calls, love the information, always good questions by the Employment Hour listeners. Got uh, Rosemary on the line. Good evening, Rosemary. Yes, hello. Hello, how are you doing? I am good. Okay. I am living in Scarborough. I used to work in Toronto. I worked with this company. It was a sales company. They, they still are going. I worked with them for five years straight. It, it would have been five years of February. And the December, my mother was sick in Jamaica. You could work from home on a computer, too. And I asked if I could go to Jamaica and work for there. The boss told me that I had to resign. But having me resign, I did not get one cent. And he told me that as long as I resign, I am not entitled to anything. So I'm wanting to know for almost five years I work, I didn't get anything. Am I entitled to anything? So, Rosemary, the only reason then that you resigned or the only reason that you left is because you were going to go to spend some time in Jamaica with your mother, right? That's right. And how long were you going to be going for? I was there for a while. I was actually there for nine months. Okay. So, so here's the thing. Because they, they didn't decide that you have to leave, they didn't decide that you have to go to Jamaica or nothing, they didn't do anything to cause you to, to, to leave, uh-huh. it's a resignation. And because it's a resignation, you're not owed severance. Severance is paid when the employer decides that you're not going to be working there anymore or they okay. do something to you to give you no choice but to leave. If, because it's, you decided for family reasons, of course, to go spend time with your mother, uh, no, he doesn't owe severance. Your employer doesn't owe severance. It's, it's simply a resignation. Okay. I, I had called and asked, and I was told that, but I was not sure. So I heard the program, so it's good to find out. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Rosemary. Thank you, Rosemary. Appreciate the call and smart call as well. James, good evening. How are you, pal? Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's going on with you? <laughs> <Not> too much. <laughs> I... I 
I just wanted to ask you a question here. Uh, uh, you know, I was at a job uh, for uh, full-time for 15 years. Uh, you know, it was an office job and uh, basically had a, a, a severe illness. And, um, you know, after that, you know, I, when I returned back to work, uh, I decided, uh, you know, with my employer that I'd be on some reduced hours, which were 30 hours per week. And I was there for, uh, I guess, uh, working for about a year still uh, on those hours. And uh, and he told me that uh, I'd have to reduce my hours further um, to something like, I don't know, 22 hours or something like Why? that. Because um, he said, you know, I wasn't performing the same way, basically. Um, you know, and then obviously, well, and I have, fam- I have a family and everything like that. So it, was, uh, it would have been really difficult uh, for me to, uh, to actually do that. Um, but then, you know what, I thought, I thought to myself and after speaking to my wife that, you know what, uh, I would just uh, resign <laughs> rather than doing that, which... She told me it was a mistake, and I think it probably was. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I just wanted to find out if if, if they were legally able to, uh, you know, if he was able to do that or not. Now, uh, James, how long ago was it? How long ago did you resign? You know, it's already been a few years, like three years okay. or so. Okay, so that that's going to be the the problem. The fact that you resigned yeah. in and of itself was not the issue because the, the reduction from thirty to twenty two hours would have been yeah. considered a constructive dismissal. Uh, he would not have had the chance to or the, the right, I should say, to reduce your hours that way. So you had the, yeah. the ability to say, "I'm leaving because of what you're doing, employer," but I'm still going to make you pay me severance. It's a constructive dismissal. Unfortunately, James, because now this happened. Uh, uh, a few years ago, because uh, yeah. that happened more than two years ago, you're, you're out of time to pursue it. There's a two-year okay. limitation period. If we were still yeah. within the two-year period, I would have said, "Hey, you, you have a case. We can get your compensation." But unfortunately, yeah. you're out of time. So the resignation wasn't the problem. It's the fact that it's been more than two years. Yeah, yeah. I kind of thought that as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I know. I know. You know what? I just I don't know. I I, I was just thinking to leave on good terms and. Uh, and um, yeah, I know. My wife is pretty upset with me though <laughs> for doing that. Well, you know, next time, right? Next time you'll know better. Now that you got the show on the air, and he's heard, he'll uh, make a uh, better choice for sure. John, we'll get you in quickly before the break. How are you? Hello. Hi. Hi, John. Hey guys, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, yeah, I have a question. I, I own a small business here in Toronto, and I have an employee. One of my employees, um, I pay her cash. Uh, she works on a part-time basis. Um, about 22 hours a week. Uh, we don't have uh, an employment agreement. Um, uh, we we don't have. I don't even think uh, the terms of the employment were was not uh, uh, even through an email. It was it was verbal or over the phone. Yep. And uh, and I pay her cash uh, every single week. And I wanted to know what obligations do I have? You know, I treat my, all my employees right, and I want to make sure that. Um, you know, what are my obligations towards this employee when it comes to you know, vacation, termination, mm-hmm. uh, sure. all, all that stuff? No, no, John, when you say cash, are you talking about under the table or are you just paying her in cash instead of a check? I'm paying them uh, our cash instead of a check. But it's not under the table. It's all uh, over the table. Oh, yes, absolutely. 
Okay. So, so because of that, she's an employee like any other, and the law implies her an obligation. So she has a right to two weeks vacation at least and, and, and vacation mm-hmm. pay that's equivalent to 4% of her wages. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's entitled to overtime for anything over 44. And, and how many years did you say she has? Not very long. Uh, about two months. Okay. In, so at months. some point, if you want to let her go, you would owe her severance based on her age, her position, and length of employment. Mm-hmm. But the fact, whether you pay her by, by check or by cash or by direct deposit, she's an employee like every other. You have to withhold taxes and, and remit taxes yeah. to the government. Uh, and uh, and you have to pay her vacation, pay 4%. She has to take vacation pay off, uh, vacation time off. There's limits into how many hours she can work. She can't work more than 48 hours a week without her consent. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a whole gamut of, of rights that she has and obligations that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the best thing I can tell you is you want her maybe to get her to sign an employment agreement. You and I should probably talk off air and have her sign an employment agreement to potentially reduce some liabilities that you may have and we can t- talk about how to introduce that even though she's already working for you. John, that number is one 821 Again, one 821 Take a short break. More of your phone calls. Line them up. We'll get to you. And that number to call in and talk uh, this evening to Leo, right till 8 o'clock, 416-870-6400-STAR-640. On your cell at 732 AM 640, Chopper Traffic for the Employment Lawyer, Leo Sanfiro. There you go. Here once again is Ari. 7.36 Employment Hour. We will get right back out and not waste any time. Thank you for hanging on the line, Oliga. Sammy, hello. Hi. Yes, Lior. Um, yes, hi. I, I'm, I'm calling in with a problem similar to the guy that called in earlier. Actually, I worked for a publication company for about eight years. And then uh, recently, the employer said that, um, you know, we're not doing well, so I need to cut hours. And being a family guy as well, and knowing the um, financial situation that the company is actually doing well, um, I debated and I thought it's better that I just leave the job. Now, how many, what was the hours going to be reduced? By how much were they going to be reduced? Um, he was reducing one day. So from five days it, to four it, days. It, 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 yeah, it, it's um, a nine to five job, Monday to Friday. And basically, he cut off one day. So when did this happen, uh, Sammy? How long ago? Uh, It happened a couple of months ago. Okay. And have you found another job since? Uh, No, I'm still looking. Okay. So uh, from a legal standpoint, Sammy, this is very straightforward. Uh, An employer does not have a right to reduce your pay this way. They can't just take a day away from you. And that's, that's true whether the business is doing well or not doing well. They're not allowed to do that. That's what we call a constructive dismissal, as I was saying before. So even though you're the one that decided to leave, you didn't leave because you wanted to spend more time playing golf. You left because you didn't want to take this this pay cut. So because of that, the law treats that as a termination and you're owed severance. Remind me, Sammy, how many years did you work there? Eight years. Eight years, okay. And, and what, were you, what were you doing? What was your job? Uh, I was the um, account, accountant. You were an accountant, and how old are you, Sammy? I am 37. So someone in your situation, you're, you're a classic a month-per-year person, so right around eight months person, uh, eight, eight months pay, I should say, uh, eight months severance is what you're owed. So you need to call me. We're talking about eight months compensation here. Uh, this is now one of those things you want to wait on. You, 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 okay. you have been constructively dismissed, and we can certainly help you get this resolved, Sammy. Sure.
All right, Sammy, that number, 1-855-821-5900. Linda, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Hi. It's me? Yes, it is you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, I uh, First time I call, I might get nervous. <laughs> nah, you're fine. Uh, uh, okay, my problem is uh, I work for the company a long time. And uh, on uh, the year 2008, the, the company, uh, some location, they closed. And... Uh, and the company told me I had to step down. That time I was um, a management for two years already. And the company told me the guy to come to take my job. Uh, he got more seniority than me. And uh, they told me I have to step down and I have no choice. And then I stepped down. When I stepped down, the company did not give me any uh, job bonus or severance pay. And uh, and after okay, they they send me they, the company sent me to different location because they asked me to step down, right? And uh, and the company changed my title and changed my uh, wage pay, and uh, and they, they they pay me lower. And after okay, after few months, and they uh, changed me to different location and they changed me uh, the different title and different pay rate. So basically everything. They pretty much changed your job, right, Lior? No, uh, oh, Linda, okay. when did this happen? Pardon? When did this happen? Oh, that, oh okay. It happened uh, on uh, the year 2008. Yeah. So, Linda, unfortunately, you're out of time to do something about it. They did not have a right to do that. They did not have a right to change your job in this way, not even close. It's a constructive dismissal. But unfortunately, because it's 2008, nothing can be done about that. There would have been a two-year limitation period. So... Whether you're still working there or you left back then, because the changes happened then, unfortunately, in that there's nothing that can be done. And then that's, John, we talk about this all the time. Yep. When something happens in the workplace, you have to deal with it right away. Get on it. Dave, we'll get you in here uh, quickly before we go to break. How are you? What's up? Hey, Dave. Hello. Got you sleeping. What's going on, Dave? Yeah, I was sleeping there. Sorry. I was listening. Yeah, What's up, I'm pal? curious here. I worked for a company for 34 years. They told us in February they're shutting the, our, our plant down mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Now, I'm just curious about my options about severance pay. There is, it is unionized. Yeah. Okay. But I'm curious so, about unfortunately, what my they, rights you, would be. You, you, you don't have, unfortunately, many options. Because you're unionized, you don't okay. get severance in the same way as, as other employees do. Uh, so whatever you get would be in the collective agreement, if, if anything at all. Uh, if you weren't a unionized employee, you could get as much as two years' pay. You're not, unfortunately, going to get that. That's pro- one of the problems with being part of a union is yeah. the collective agreement significantly limits what severance you would get, sometimes eliminates it completely. And in any event, the employer, uh, sorry, the union is the only one allowed to help you. So unfortunately, David, it's, it's bad news. Whenever you lose your job as a unionized employee, it is bad news. You're, you're only going to get a fraction, if anything, of what uh, a non-unionized employee would get. It's just a fact. Short break. More of your calls. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on sale. We'll get right back out of here. After we have a look at uh, AM640 Chopper Traffic, it's 742 for Dr. Lou's Pain Care. Here once again is Ari. 746, Wednesday evening. We are back Monday nights as well. That's 7 o'clock with the employment hour. Let's get uh, right back in here. Sandra, good evening. Hi, how are you? Good. What is happening with you? <laughs> well, I've worked at a company since uh, 
2016, January 2016, I signed a part-time contract saying that I work between 30 and 35 hours a week. I work anywhere between 40 to 55, even higher, 99% of the time. Question is, everybody else gets benefits. But because I'm Mm part-time, I don't get benefits. Yeah, and, and, and that's a frustrating thing because why should they get benefits? You do the same job, work the same hours, et cetera. It, it's completely unfair. So here's the thing. Uh, th- there's no legal obligation on an employer to provide benefits. The law doesn't say, employer, you have to provide benefits. Uh, it, it's something that an employer can choose to do or not to do. So if the employer chooses to provide benefits, they can decide who to give it to. They can say employee one, two, and three are going to have it. Employee four, five, and six are not going to have it. Now, uh, they can't decide that based on discriminatory grounds. So they can't say, well, we're not going to give it uh, to, to Sandra because she's a woman, and we're going to give it to the other people because they're, they're men. That would be discrimination. Right. It's illegal. But if it's not discriminatory, they are allowed to, to decide who gets and who's not. As a practical matter, what I would advise in your situation is go talk to them. And say, you know, why are we calling this something that it's not? Why are we calling it something other than a regular full-time position? Because I work 40 hours or more every week almost, so I'd like to be enrolled in benefits. If they're a decent employer, they'll do that, okay? If they refuse, unless you can show that, that they're discriminating against you, Sandra, there's nothing you can do to compel them. But my hope is if you talk to them, have a good chat, they'll understand and, and they'll, uh, they'll agree to put you on their benefits plan. And unfortunately, I have talked to them many times, but they it's a large right. corporation, and they're saying that a full-time position hasn't opened up yet. Yeah, it, so. and it, it's for them, it's an administrative thing, but unfortunately, the law stays out of the, the benefits because there's no obligation to begin with to provide benefits. Right. Very, very frustrating, uh, and all, all I could do is hope that they'll change their mind. Sandra, appreciate the call. I got uh, Sarah now. Good evening, Sarah. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay. What's your concern? Um, I I hired two women to be caregivers for my parents and yep. um, full-time hours. And they the agreement was like, I'll just pay you whatever hours you work, but you have to take care of your own taxes and remittances and all that kind of stuff. Um, is there anything that can, you know, can fall back on me for that? Because I, that's what I've been doing is just paying them. Um, as contractors. Now, Sarah, do they work just for you or, or for your mother, or, or do they work elsewhere? What kind of hours are they working? Well, they're working full-time hours, but they also work elsewhere. Okay. But they're working full-time, regular hours, you know, kind of every day type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite likely there, Sarah, that in the eyes of the law, they're considered employees, not independent contractors. Because they work full-time hours, because they work regular hours, uh, and and they don't really get to decide whether they work, whether they not, and and they can't have someone do the job for them. So because of that, they're they're in the eyes of the law probably employees. So your question, can something happen to you if uh, you're treating them as independent contractors? And the answer is yes. If ever you're audited by the CRA, uh, they'll say, wait a second, you should have treated them as employees, you should have remitted taxes, etc., and there could be some fines and penalties because you didn't do that. So, uh, you know, it, it's a risk. How big a risk, I honestly can't say. You know, what are the chances of you getting audited? You can get audited tomorrow, maybe you'll never get audited. 
but uh, you are taking a risk there. They're probably employees in the eyes of the law. Really? Yes. I would never have thought that. Okay. Uh, because just because of the industry that they're in, I just figured, you know, they just like to work, I guess, or they need the money, but that's why they work as much as they do. And yeah, they, they, they don't come in when they don't want to come in and things like that. So I'm left scrambling, but so they're actually employees. Okay. Yeah, they're likely to be considered employees. It's a common situation, and you are taking a bit of a risk there if you're treating them as independent contractors. You really are. Hey, Nick, we'll, uh, we'll slide you in here quickly before our, our last break. What's going on with you? Hi there. Uh, well, actually, I am calling with the reverse of the mm-hmm. last caller. Um, so our company, uh, it's a, a gym in Mississauga. Uh, they pay everybody as independent contractors. Um, I've been with them since 2014, just went to get a new car and they wanted pay stubs. I couldn't provide, I no vacation pay, no taxes taken out. And my question is, how is this allowed? And, and is there anything I can do anonymously to fix it? So, so Nick, what kind of hours do you work? Regular hours, full-time hours? Tell me about that. So I, I'm the head, I'm the head coach. Uh, I run it. Um, and I, um, I mean, I'm, I'm there six days. Hours vary between maybe 30 uh, a week because it's you know the the gym is for kids. It's after it's it's not full time per se. It's but it's it's open every day, um, and yeah. that's everybody's everybody's kind of part time. So so Nick, you you are in the eyes of the law, not even a question, an, an employee, and likely your colleagues are as well. You're not an independent contractor, kind of like I was saying the previous caller. So yeah, you are entitled to vacation pay and overtime if it's applicable. If if they let you go, you're going to be entitled to severance. Now, uh, with respect to severance, you don't need to do anything right now. If they let you go, I just told you you get severance. You can contact me and we'll get you the severance. But if you want to deal with it right now, if you want to be considered an employee and get the vacation pay, etc. The best thing to do is call the Ministry of Labor anonymously and let them know about the situation and have them come in and investigate. And if they agree with what I just said, which they will, they'll order your employer to treat you and potentially your colleagues as employees. Uh, that's what you can that's, do. That's, uh, all, and, that's and, all that I've wanted. I mean, be, mm. you know, to no retirement, no, you know, doing my taxes. My husband and I did our taxes, and the year before. Uh, 2015, I, I did them, and I unfortunately used TurboTax and ended up costing right. myself like four thousand um, dollars. And then this year we got a tax guy, so it's better. But uh, but I'm still paying for that, and I I just I I just can't even believe in this day and age that no. Mm-hmm. How come? Why wouldn't CRA notice like the business? You know, because CRA has uh, millions of people, unfortunately, to deal with, and 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 they sometimes these things fall to the cracks quite often. So your your best bet right now is to go through the Ministry of Labor anonymously, have them come in and investigate, and hopefully that fixes the problem because, yeah, you're an employee, my friend. Last few minutes here. If you want to get a call in, I see you there, Eric. Stand by. We will get to you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. The Employment Hour on a Wednesday night. Talk radio, AM 640. Eric, I think we got time to squeeze you in here in the last uh, minute or so. Uh, what do you got to say? Thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging on, pal. No worries. Thank you, guys. Um, so my question is this. I worked as an HR uh, manager for two years um, at an event-based company in Toronto. Now, before I decided to leave there in October, um, the reason I left was because my job was pretty much getting stripped away from me. 
Um, now, I did ask my boss at the time several times what my new position will be because they were changing everything around. Um, and I did ask him at the time what my new position would be. And he just kept telling me, don't worry about it. We'll have what to do for you. And he didn't really give me a definite answer. Um, so at what, eventually it got to a point where I was literally sitting there with not much right. work to do and just not understanding what my new position will be and kind of just being left in limbo. Mm -hmm. um, so I did decide to resign. This was uh, back in October, at the end of October. So I just want to find know, another job, Eric. I didn't really. Um, I'm actually full timing uh, Uber right now. Okay. So, um, Eric, so just because we're almost out of time, yep. uh, in a situation like this, when your job is taken away, it's stripped, you're, you're kind of left with nothing, you're sitting there doing not much, even though you're still getting paid, that is absolutely a constructive dismissal. You know, if your job is no longer your job, then, then the employer has breached the fundamental term of employment. So your resignation, in the eyes of the law, may well have been considered a, a termination, a constructive dismissal. And that means you get severance and based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. Because we're out of time, I want to talk to you more in depth off air. Please give me a call. There's a lot to talk about. Let's talk about how we get you that compensation. Appreciate the call, my friend. And for everybody else, since we are out of time, there's a way to contact uh, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. The number anytime, one 855 821-5900. Now, if you haven't used it already, checked it out at least, run through it one or two times, severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, the Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640.